Hey, it's Eric. Welcome to today's podcast edition of the show, which I tell you every day is on Q105 from 3 to 7. Um, already have today's guest and content and interview uh, recorded. He's back for the second time in just about four months. Ted Long. Uh, back on January 7th, I spoke to Ted because the I find so much great content to share with you um, in the Blade when I read the Blade News Slide app every day. And Ted had written a book called Forgotten Visitors about very famous people, um, Millie Earhart, uh, Frederick Douglass, Harriet Tubman. They have all been here in Toledo and, and scores of other famous, legendary, historic people have been here in Toledo. And it might have only been passing by, but... Um, he's got stories about them in that book, Forgotten Visitors. And at the time, uh, he was, I guess, polishing up uh, the book that we're going to talk about today with Ted, which is very simple. We've seen these things before. A hundred things to do in Toledo before you die. Um, maybe like a hundred seconds or so before we get to Ted, a couple of things to throw at you. We talked on, uh, well, we, we, I'm still high and invigorated off of yesterday's podcast with Judge Lindsay Navarre. Like I said, um, in several places, uh, she brought up something that troubled her and I offered an opinion that I will likely never put on social media. And if this podcast had 10,000 followers, I probably wouldn't share the opinion. Um, even though I, I know that if you listen to the podcast, you can wrap your head around a lot of the, the opinions and beliefs and concepts that I have and share. But if I said what I said yesterday on the podcast and just blanketly put that out on um, social media, it would be taken not out of context, but it would get twisted and it wouldn't allow the incisive nuance needed to get you to understand where I'm coming from with the, the child abuse situation. But Lindsay was a great guest yesterday and I hope we can get mental mental health court here like drug court um, here and, and it can be another great mark bit of a trophy or a badge of honor to get something like that popularized, functional, and successful here and can let it spread. Sure, he said it's in other parts of the state, but it'd be great to have that here. Just like, you know, we have good grief of Northwest Ohio here. Something like that is not common in other areas of the country. So that's why I want to talk about that, especially as it ties to mental health. But yesterday was a big day for Faith, the little dog, and I had no idea. I always tell there's a meme going around right now that uh, my friend Vinny keeps sending at me. And it didn't make it everywhere, but it made it in enough places. It's from the animated show from Robert Kirkman, who did The Walking Dead, show Invincible, which just wrapped up a couple of weeks ago on Amazon. And um, I guess the most meme-worthy moment on the show happened in the finale, where, mild spoiler, the dad is telling the son, Think, Mark, think! Okay? Um, I always kind of criticize people and say, think, think ahead. Use a little common sense and think ahead. You know what, what people could say or do. So be careful. Like you can be in charge of your mistakes. And I should have thought, think Eric, think people might think this is your dog that has, has had their face scarred and no, that, that wasn't my dog at all. Um, and I, I just put it on the internet saying, Hey, look at this and I'll, I'll explain more later. I, I literally had to go record the podcast, but um, I haven't checked in on Faith today, but she was doing so good a day after her vision surgery, and she is an absolute sweetheart. I don't think I said this on the podcast or anywhere else yesterday, but 
That dog is special. When I was petting her, I can't explain it. I, I guess the best analogy of reality. I mean, it was it was probably the closest I'll get to touching a mythical creature like a unicorn. She she exuded that kind of special presence and and energy about her. Um, when you taste food that is the best food you've ever had, steak, pizza, whatever it is, the, the perfect drink where you just remember the taste years later, that's what it was like, like petting Faith yesterday. There was just something special about her. And that's why she, some things, there is just destiny involved. And the universe is 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 playing a good game. She got dropped at the Toledo Animal Rescue where she wound up there. She helped them raise a lot of money for herself and for other dogs because the Toledo Animal Rescue, as I found out yesterday, is a fantastic place. Some things are just destiny, and Faith was that. It's the closest encounter I'll ever have to some something mythical. Um, but I'd be lying if I didn't say I didn't hug the dogs a little tighter last night because so much of the day and the thinking of the day and discussion of the day on Instagram and other parts of social media was about faith. So I held the dogs a little closer, petted them a little extra last night. Also, a very, very big thank you to Dave Whitmire, Mr. Whitmire, Coach Whitmire. He goes way back with my friend Jen Wakefield. Jen is who I, uh, she's the director of the Lucas County Suicide Prevention Coalition. Mr. Whitmire has long been a very big mental health advocate and has often invited uh, Jen and the coalition and myself to come speak at the school. I think Jen has probably spoken more at Springfield than any other school in the area, mostly because of Mr. Whitmire. Got to speak at his classes today, his class, I think it was like four or five periods. And uh, really, I'm all talked out. I am, I'm tired. I am way talked out. I can't believe I'm still going here. Um, cause we did a lot of talking about suicide prevention, in Mr. Whitmire's class and just how many people, more people than not, uh, did not know about the story of faith, the little dog with the, the broken eyes. Um, which is why I had to keep sharing out the blade news slide article yesterday. Cause Sometimes I take things for granted. There's, there's, like I know about it, so everybody knows about it. Not at all. Um, please look into Mr. Whitmire's story. He is, I think, the longtime Springfield baseball coach. So that certainly threw on my radar. But back in it was back in April. It was it was late March, early April. He was uh, it was a big story in the Blade about him, and he had the the paper today, the sports section there, because he had a a, a rigorous battle against cancer. I think he said today something along the lines of he had inches and inches and parts and parts of his colon, intestine, like lots of his insides were taken out so that he could defeat cancer, which he did. And I know that like you're never what, totally cured until years and years out, but he is a cancer survivor. He is a cancer ass kicker. Like I say, my friend Mary Beth Zolik is, who is my former coworker over um, at iHeart. She worked at the river for a long time. And I say she... She kicked cancer's ass, and it took a lot out of her. But uh, Mr. Whitmire did the same. And in fact, when we were talking today, doing our mental health spiel, I asked him, um, "Can you talk about the because he said he's going to include it in, in how he talks about it moving forward." There was someone he spoke with, pastor, someone, someone that helped him in between the ears with his cancer battle, and it's, it goes back to that mind-body connection. Um, because whenever you have some kind of physical ailment, 
if it's long lasting and it keeps you from doing what you love, if you tear a hamstring, but you love running, guess what? It's going to be physically painful, but it's going to be mentally and emotionally and psychologically painful as well because you've been robbed of something you love doing, something that you do to relieve stress. And when you are stressed and you can't do it anymore, pardon me, but you can be fucked. But I'm glad uh, Mr. Whitmire had somebody helping him along, helping him keep his mind strong so that he could do everything he needed to do within what his body allowed him to beat cancer. So please go look up his story. Uh, I'll pass it along. And again, a big thanks to him. And a big thanks to, uh, again, he was on back in January. Great to have him back on. If you nerd out on Toledo stuff, there is no better source than the Holy Toledo History blog and Ted Long. And let's talk to him now. Yeah, good to talk to you. I'm excited about this new book and uh, looking forward to talking to you about it. Yeah, um, a uh, hundred things to to do in Toledo be- before you die. The first one when we had, I just looked everything up. You're on January 7th, and we talked about uh, forgotten visitors and Harriet Tubman and Frederick Douglass. Some great stories in there. And and like I mentioned um, when I was talking about the podcast and sending out t- some tweets, old Toledo pictures always get people's attention on the places that I lurk on the internet. And you were a great source for that, mostly with um, the blog, The Holy Toledo History, but it's great to have you back on to talk about the new book. Oh, thanks, Eric. I appreciate it. Um, you were, I know we talked a little bit about this um, back in January, and now the book is out. Um, you can find it wherever you grab books, and I believe Reedy Press is also the other one. So, a hundred things, I guess everything jumps to mind for anybody that's lived here, and we're talking zoo and Pacos and the art museum, yeah. but you go much deeper than that. So get, I, I just tell me some stories. Well, it was an interesting um, adventure for me because, you know, I didn't like just all of a sudden decide I want to write a book like this. The folks at Reedy Press found my blog, uh, com. And they were like, you know, look, we're looking for somebody to write a book about things to do in Toledo. You look like you know a little bit about town. What do you want to write it? And I was like, you know, sure. So then they sent me the layout, and they're like, you know, first thing you need to do is come up with 100 things. And um, I didn't have any problem, to be honest with you. I mean, I've lived here 35 years, and they had it based out into categories, and I just started rattling stuff off. The bigger problem I had was keeping it under 100, you know, because – I couldn't get everything in that I wanted to get in and still, you know, stay within their confines. But uh, I'm pretty happy with what, what it turned out. It's my list of 100 things. I'm sure other people have their own idea, but it covers, you know, everything from food and drink to music and entertainment, sports and recreation, culture and history, and then um, shopping and fashion. How how many things did you actually wind up tallying on your list before you had to eliminate? And how hard was it to, like, you were ca- almost like the NCAA selection committee for the tournament, like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I probably had, when I first started, I probably had close to 150, 160 that I had to call down to 100. What was the elimination process like? For me, I, I you know. I'll be honest with you. Like I didn't, I wanted this to be um, a book for everybody, you know? And so one of the first things I did is I want to make sure the stuff that we were talking about in this book were, you know, that, that they're open and, and available to everybody. Right. So, you know, that eliminated, you know, country clubs and, you know, things like that. And then, you know, just gets down to the, to the stuff that you and I could just do tomorrow if we felt like we wanted to run out and do it. 
Um, for the more common things, like the ones that everybody knows us for, or the ones that we all talk about and promote to friends and family members who may visit at times, like the art museum and Paco's and, and the zoo. Yep. Um, when you were digging in, like we talked the first time about, like you, you dig in for research and you find nuggets and you go down to those rabbit holes. Did you find anything that you didn't know about these places before or things that you wanted to make sure that people like myself who love the art museum and the zoo, like need to know about, but we maybe overlook when we talk about or go to these places? Yeah, you know, uh, the one area that I really was, my eyes were opened up to was uh, the different activities that Metro Parks offer. Like, yeah. I, I had no idea they offered tree climbing <laughs> or uh, they have a huge archery set up. Yeah. Um, and, I, I, you know, I was unaware of that. Um, and that, I thought that was pretty pretty telling. And then the, you know, the... the uh, Museum, I learned a lot more about um, how and the benefits of bringing kids in. You know, my, my daughter's grown and, um, and you know, in her mid-30s, and I have a couple grandkids now. So I took the grandkids down there and learned a lot about God, all the great stuff that they have available for kids, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, if you go into, I guess, what you'd call the basement or the lower level, which I had never done before mm -hmm. until I was dating my girlfriend of a, of a couple of years ago, her son was five, and yeah, there's like a kid's playroom. It looks kind of like a kindergarten class, and then there's just this wall of Legos where you can do all these fun things, and it's almost like you're not in this wonderfully prestigious museum anymore. Exactly. Yeah, now there... And, and and again, those are kind of things that um, you got to experience to really, you know, get down there and don't be afraid to, you know, ask questions and look around. Where, where, so you got to about 150 or so, where, what number did you start to slow? Actually, I'll ask it this way. How many were you able to rip off real fast? Um, like you just started jotting down list notes. Yeah, I put the list together in uh, about a day and a half. Wow! I mean, I just I just sat down and just started rattling stuff off, and I did it at work. So I was doing it in between other work, mm -hmm. and I remember I got up and went down the hall and said, "Hey, what do you think of this?" And people were just like, How, "Where did it, where do you come up with this stuff?" I'm just like, "Well, I'm you know get in the mood, and I just start rattling off places I like to visit." Um, but then, like I said, then my brain overthinks it, and all of a sudden I've got 160 items instead of 100, and I got I had to call it down, call the list down. You have uh, you've given me like a little thought experiment. I wonder if you've thought of this at all. I want to ask some of my friends, or maybe the next time I I just had a, a party on Saturday night. This would have been a great little party game to run. See who can list the most, or see how long we can go until we run out. And I'm sure for the average. Toledoan who loves where we live, they would probably run out around 30 or 40, right? It's, it's hard. It's not easy for some, but, um, what helped me is, um, you know, like I said, they had a kind of a master template for this categorizing. It helps. So, you know, if you just think food and drink, you know, you, you, you know, food and drink go and you just start rattling off all mm -hmm. those places. And what I tended to do is I did it by geography. You know, it's not just Toledo. I did, you know, the surrounding suburbs and everything. But what I would do is I'd start downtown, you know, work my way into the warehouse district, you know, then work my way out to the suburbs. And it's amazing how many you can come up with. 
what 150 or 160 of them apparently um yeah. when you were digging into the research for some of these other places that maybe you were less familiar with what kind of opened your eyes a little bit or you were really excited to learn about like we talked about the the famous places the museum and whatnot and the metro parks but what were some of these other places you were delighted to dig into because you're a you're a history nerd i can only imagine how much research you you devour yeah i i'll be honest i can't say that there's anybody on this list that I haven't visited. So I, I mean, I get around, I mean, raised a family here now I've got grandkids. So I do get around. Um, there were some places that I haven't been in a while that I got to revisit that were kind of fun. Uh, one is the, the popcorn museum that's over in um, Holland. Okay. Which most people have no clue about. Didn't know about. Um, it. yep. And then, um, I think the other one that I, uh, uh, it's terrible for me to say this, but, um, I actually took the time to start checking out more of the art in public places that the Arts Commission has. Yeah. And, you know, that's they they just uh, recently put a, a web uh, interface up that lets you look at their, like, a map and see all the different... I hadn't looked at all, a lot of those in a long time, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah, the Arts Commission has been... I don't know if you've followed it, but it's been on my radar. They've been super active lately looking for, for artists and offering some honorariums. We've had a lot more mm-hmm. murals lately. They want people to paint these electrical boxes that are all over downtown Toledo. So, heck yeah, be- cool. be- beautify these big metal boxes. The Arts Commission is is an overlooked great organization that we have. Oh, they're, they're a great organization for sure. What's... Uh, so the book has been out, I believe, since April 1st, right? That's right. What have people reached out to you or given you some feedback and there were like some oh wow inclusions that yeah. I, I didn't know about the popcorn museum and I live in Holland or right near Holland. So what's what are some of the oh wows people have, have given back to you? Um well the one comment I've heard more often than anything else is that people are planning on keeping a copy of the book in their car. So like, you know, they're just gonna like they're they're bored one day just you know, reaching the glove box and flip to a page and go, let's go there. Yeah. Which I think would be, that's really a lot of fun. I think that'll be great. Um, I did get uh, a few people that told me that they were shocked at um, some of the uh, places that I mentioned that they'd heard about, but never been. So like I had one friend who never been to ideal hot dog. He goes, you know, dude, I've been hearing about this Chili Mac for years, and I've never been there. He goes, I saw it in your book, so I went, and he loved it. You know, he thought it was awesome. But it, it, there's, I tell people it's kind of like when I lived in Chicago back in the 80s. You know, I never went to the top of the Sears Tower. Right. You know, only tourists did. You know, and then eventually I moved away, and it was like I never did make it to the top of the Sears Tower. I think we take things for granted sometimes. Um, so this list kind of helps you get out there and, you know, experience it all yeah I, I would agree we we think that they're always here and then before you know it maybe you move out of the area or it's not there anymore or it's different and you miss the ideal opportunity it was as it was right underneath your nose did uh, i think when exactly. i was reading uh the recent article in the blade i don't want to say that you invited people for like to to be kind of old and crotchety with feedback but you acknowledged that you were going to miss some things did anybody say yeah did anybody get like internet rowdy with you? Like, how dare you leave this off your list? No, I won't tell you who did, but I had <laughs> one person who's in the book actually call and complain that I didn't talk to her on a one-on-one level before I put listed her in the book. Oh dear. Can, I'm like, 
And I'm like, well, number one, I wrote the book during the height of COVID and you weren't open. And number two, I wrote the book based on my own experience of being right. at your store. And still she wasn't satisfied. And I finally just told her, hey, look, I can't satisfy everybody. So I'm sorry I didn't meet your benchmark for what you were looking for, but you're welcome for the free publicity I gave right. you in the book and moved on. You know, yeah. before you you said woman, so my first guess that rolled around in my head was not right. I was going to say Opal Covey. <laughs> I'm not going there. Okay. And then and then you said store and someone who is not afraid of, I guess, giving an opinion. And then my second guess uh, was also likely off because she's not a store. And I think we might have talked about this um, back in January. The the pho lady on Upton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where she's part of the no, experience. No, that's not her. You're right, that's right. not her for sure. Awesome. That, that's I, I don't want to get into totally I don't want to get into a guessing game of who it was though. Totally fine. Totally fine. This was obviously a much different book, uh, a lot more lighthearted than than the Forgotten Visitor. So what were what were the differences in in writing these two books? Well, you're right. I mean, th- this uh this is more like um you know, a list book, a bucket list um kind of a tourism book. And I enjoyed this one immensely just because I'm so proud of this community and it's great to be able to, you know, brag and, and share with people what's going on. But, um, the, obviously the first book was a much deeper dive, spent a lot of time in the libraries, um, studying old newspaper clippings and reading books. And whereas this mostly just came off my own, you know, top of my head. Almost like a diary. Um, yeah, in a way. Yep. And I, I really love the idea of leaving it in your glove compartment. This is a great idea that I'll, I'll have to slap up on the Toledo subreddit page because P, I think I mentioned that I, I troll there uh, when we first talked and, and your the pictures that you have on the website are, are always winding up there. But it's a great idea to just pop it in the glove box on a, on a Saturday afternoon or a day like today. Maybe you've got a day off yep. or something. Pop it in. Oh, we're going to open up to page 68. Whenever's on page 68, we're going. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if it's a place you've never been, don't, you know, don't worry about it. Just go experience it. Um, it's not ranked, right? It's just a hundred, right? Yeah, that's right. It's not ranked. And I always try to make sure people realize that, you know, if they're, you know, at the end of the book doesn't mean it's not as important as what's at the front of the book. It's just, it's a list of 100. Talk to the editor, right? The editor and the publisher. Yeah, exactly. What was uh, exactly. what were some of the food adventures that that you may have gone through or thought about or remembered as you were doing compiling the list of food places or adventures? Um. Well, I did. There was a couple of places I hadn't been to in a while, and I was able to make it over there and you know experience them. Again, I I was somewhat um, held back because I agreed to do the book last. February early and then put the list together. And then when I went to go dive in, that's when COVID hit. Right. And a lot of places were closed. And I, I was really worried that some of them wouldn't survive, but I'm glad, you know, when that book came out, every place that was in there, I checked were still up and running. So, but there were a few um, places that I got to, you know, got to go back. One was um, Wixie Bakery. I hadn't been in a, in a long time. And so uh, I made a special trip over there one morning and um, loaded up on donuts and cookies. So that was cool. Research, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, someone's got to do it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, then put it on the publisher's tab. What about, uh, yeah. uh, again, I always go back to the Toledo subreddit stuff because there's people talk about this kind of stuff on, on that page, unlike they do on like Facebook where it's more generalized or yelling or complaining. Like there's good local dialogue on this, on this Reddit. And uh, one thing that always pops up is there's out of towners who are always asking, what's the best blankety blank or where should I stay? Um, what is, what, what's your thoughts on, on our pizza places around here? And did any of them make the book? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, that was probably one of the toughest areas because there are so many good pizza places. And, you know, I could you could probably do a list of 50 just pizza places when yeah. you count the suburbs. Um, I kind of I decided to go old school and I looked at it from the standpoint who's been around. And um, I ended up with Inky's and I, I love Inky's. I get in there about once or twice a month. Do you really? And do my uh, yeah, I get a midget salad and. A small pepperoni pizza, and I'm set for uh, a couple of weeks. Of all of our great pizza places, that's one of the few that I uh, I haven't been to, but I hear great things about it, so it's it's on my list. And it, it all depends on how you look at pizza. People are real connoisseurs, and yes, I, I, what I like about Inky's is it's just old school. You know, yeah. it's still family. It's in the same building, um, and they do other things besides pizza. Their chicken parmesan is fantastic, and so yeah, that's where I ended up on the pizza side. Uh, what other were some of the hard categories uh, to to narrow down, like the the, the food and, and restaurants were? Uh, well, I'm such a big history nut. You mm-hmm. know, the culture and history part was something that I felt like I left a you know few off, but I couldn't. You know, I didn't have enough room. Mm-hmm. But you know, like the little small um, museums that you know, there's. East Toledo has a you know fantastic little spot over there in the uh, where Michaels is on uh, Front and Main. Um, I think there's a lot of different um, really cool like historical society groups in you know Waterville or White House or Napoleon or whatever, and um, those are all great places that you you know you don't think about it. You can go into those places and spend the whole day and just learn a ton of stuff you never knew, which I always find that fascinating. Um, even since we like last spoke in January, there has been a lot of uh, visions for growth. I think we talked about uh, the Vistula District um, last time we chatted, mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to that. And there's been ideas for growth and development there. It seems like an endless stream of good news about development around uh, the riverfront, and that we'll have a river walk, oh, which yeah. will be super cool to say. Uh, it's always hard to look into the future, but if you had to, if you had to think, like if you're going to do this book again in 50 years, what do you think could could wind up on there? Like maybe the the famous Toledo Riverwalk or something like that. I hope so. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm so I'm always got something going on, but I'm working on a new project right now with um, Matthew McNulty. He's a architectural design photographer. And we're working on a book called Remarkable Spaces in the 419. And essentially, he's shooting things, and I'm writing the historical essays that go with it. And we've been spending a ton of time in Vistula and other places, not just Toledo, but in the 419. And we've just launched an uh, Instagram page called Remarkable 419. If you get a chance, check that out. There's some cool drone video we shot over at the Casey Pomeroy house in Vistula. Um, but our our concept is to look back, you know, at the remarkable spaces, 
and then also what's being done in the future. So I can only imagine in 50 years, man, I, I think once um, Metro Parks gets done and we get this chain of parks you know, wrapped around downtown, that's going to be fantastic. I, I can see, you know, Vistula is just waiting for somebody to pull the trigger. And I know there's a couple of projects that have started, um, and I think that's really going to start some momentum in that area. So I think there's there's a lot of potential for t- for Toledo in 50 years. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, we know how like the algorithms and stuff on on Instagram and social media work, and and somehow the Ford Industry Square Instagram always makes its way to my feed because I love that building so yeah. much. I always yeah, like their posts, cool building. and it's been fascinating because, like, from my very first day in Toledo, I'm actually, I well, I got to go check out the old radio stations that where I worked owned in there. Yep. It was so cool to be in there. Yep. And I just fell in love with that building, so I'm glad that it's coming back to life. It's it will be different for sure, but everything is. But I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, and I think the more that we appreciate, you know, buildings like Ford Industry Square, and you know, stop tearing buildings down downtown for surface parking lots. I just think the more people will have to enjoy in 50 years. I mean, um, we've got some great buildings and some cool architecture we just got to take care of it yeah uh the pythian castle did i say that right yeah sure um i i know every time that that might well i know when when that pops up in people's news feeds or, or anything like that they're like is this in toledo like yes we do have a castle here yeah. it's, it's right outside of downtown yeah. right oh it's right downtown it's right on jefferson it's uh um i, I think jefferson ontario um, last couple of questions again, Ted Long, a hundred things to do in Toledo before you die, which is hopefully a long, long ways off. Um, yeah. l- last time we, last time we spoke, we were still kind of wondering how all the COVID stuff was going to play out. We weren't quite in vaccine territory yet, but we're, we're getting there. Um, what are you looking forward to doing this summer and in, in all the things that summer in Toledo offers to us that we couldn't do last year? I know a lot of people are excited. Uh, tomorrow's opening day for uh, Cedar Point, uh, putting Bay stuff. Yep. The, the gaff is coming back. What What are you excited to to dive into? Well, um, somewhat selfishly, I'll I'll do another plug. But you know, the other thing I do is tours, uh, yeah. history tours, and so I just finished one for Fort Meigs that is really outstanding. It's uh, we've got voice actors who are reading journals of the soldiers who fought at Fort Meigs, and if you go to Fort Meigs today, go into the gift shop. You can uh, buy this for your phone. It's um, $11.99. You walk into the fort, and it's GPS-based. So as you're walking through the fort, I know exactly where you're at, and I come on at each spot, and I tell you the stories, and then these actors read these um, dramatic readings from journals. It's just a terrific way to experience Fort Meigs. Um, And I'm just finishing up another tour with um, Ted Ligabel, and we're doing – a three-part walking tour of the Old West End, and we're hoping to have that ready by the end of the month. It's going to so be great. those two, yeah, those two things alone ought to be a great way to spend uh, some time this summer. And then, you know, as usual, I I'm just looking forward to being outside. I'm a uh, big big proponent of the Metro Parks. My grandkids and I love to fish, and I'm, I'm sure we'll be doing a lot of uh, running around to different spots all over town. What's your go-to Metro Park, if I if I may ask? Uh, we love Secor because it's uh, tends to be less crowded, mm-hmm. uh, and the trails are you know you tend to run into people as often on the trails. Then um, we're also big uh, fans of Farnsworth and that whole area along the river. 
Awesome. Well, Ted, it was uh, great to catch up with you again. I, I didn't expect it to do it so soon, but um, the world's gotten a lot better. We've gotten a lot safer and healthier, I think, in the last four months. And thanks for taking you a bet. couple of minutes. A hundred things to do in Toledo before you die, which again, we hope is a long way off. Um, Holy Toledo History. It's a great blog and Remarkable 419 is the Instagram, right? Yes, sir. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Ted, thanks so much. And uh, I hope to talk again soon and I'll, I'll see all your stuff online. You do great, great stuff for, for uh, past right, history you. and current, current present times here. I appreciate it. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Ted. Bye-bye.